0: Hey, what's going on? It's Jared D. King, yet again with another episode of Jared D. King Podcast. (laughs) I know, original, but um, sometimes simplest is the best as far as titles go. But anyway, this uh, episode, I am bringing to you my latest author interview. This is with Christopher Murphy. Uh, You know, I'm excited to be able to bring back these author interviews. I, you know, gave up on them. A while ago Uh, it was just a little bit too much to do all together to do for all one person and then try to do all my other social media stuff and writing and of course you guys if you follow me you know what the story goes with that but I was able to get some help with a friend to pull this together and hopefully we can get this system down so that it's not so much of a big deal for me but anyway this episode is uh, really interesting Christopher talks about his book, Where the Boys Are, and I've read a little bit of the book, and it's really good, so uh, you're going to want to listen to this to see what it's about, see, uh, hear what some of the themes are, and he also talks about an encounter with uh, Elon Harris, and if, for those of you who don't know, he's considered like the godfather of black gay fiction, so that'll be a really interesting story there as well, so uh, listen in. Tonight's guest is Christopher Murphy, author of Where the Boys Are, Murder, Martinis, and Mayhem. Graduate of Virginia Commonwealth University and the Hurston Wright Foundation, he is a graphic designer, copywriter, and marketer by day and an author by night. In between the work, he finds himself you know, traveling and discovering new thrills of life with the hubs and their two dogs by his side. Where the Boys Are is his freshman novel, uh, but he definitely has much more in store, so Find out what his version of Boys Will Be Boys entails during tonight's interview. Hey, Chris, what's going on? Hey, how are you? Doing great, doing great. <laughs> How's everything going <laughs> for you?
1: How's the new release and everything? It's been going really good. Um, it's definitely been an exciting um, release, and I've been getting a lot of great support from friends and family and, and people you know, near and far, so... Um, It's been really exciting and thanks for having having me on tonight. I think this is a great platform that you provide, um, you know, black LGBTQ authors. So I'm excited to be here tonight with you.
0: Awesome. Awesome. So let's uh, let's dive into the questions. So uh, your bio states that you're an activist. Um, So what causes currently have hold of your heart?
1: Um, So I'm actually a founding board member of Gay Pride Virginia, which is now Virginia Pride which is central Virginia's big pride festival basically. Um, That just happened two weeks ago, uh, two weekends ago. So I still do a lot to support them. I also do some graphic design work there. That's always gonna be a cause that's near and dear to me. Um, And most recently I started volunteering for an emerging nonprofit called People Helping People. Um, And basically what we do is we provide um, much needed donations and hot meals to people in need um, here locally within the Georgia area. So I'm really excited to get started with them. That's
0: awesome. That's awesome. You know, I had recently gotten into some uh, some community work here as well. And it's just I don't know, it's just really fulfilling, you know, to kind of uh, to give back and uh, help out the community. So I think that's really awesome. Let me see. So speaking of heart, obviously yours is taken. So how long have you and the hubs been together?
1: Ah, we've been together for 10 years and we've been married for seven. Okay. All right. That's awesome. <laughs> the time flies by. It's really has flown by. It
0: flies by when you have Yeah, you know, I'm hoping, you know, someday, someday for me, you know, we'll put a ring on it, somebody. <laughs> Keep
1: hope alive. <laughs> uh,
0: so it looks like the two of you love uh, traveling, good food, yummy drinks, um, whether it be wine or martini. So do you have like a go-to spirit that, uh, you know, that kind of, is like yours yeah like for me for example i'm always one for like a mojito anybody who knows me i'm always talking about mojitos or like a glass of malbec or something so what's your go-to drink
1: it's, it's kind of funny you ask because um the drink actually makes a um, appearance in my novel a couple cool. of, yeah. yeah and it, it's, it's funny kind it kind of, of like plays a little bit of a role um towards the end but basically, basically um our go-to is saint germain um gray goose shaken like a martini and then we top it off with prosecco and a twist of lemon okay
0: so you're gonna have to give me that recipe because i have no idea what i just,
1: that I just did
0: <laughs> i mean you're gonna have to write it down because i'm not going to be able to remember that at all <laughs> okay i'll, I'll send it okay sounds good sounds good um, but we're talking about drinks i imagine that at some point during the writing process you know you might have felt like taking one at some point so what was the toughest part of the writing or publishing process for you?
1: You know, editing is never fun. Um, so there's that. But also, I think a big challenge for me was just really finding the time to sit down and write. Um, this was, you know, a project that I wanted to do for a really long time. And it's hard when you're trying to juggle, you know, career and life and a business. Um, and so it was a real challenge. And so, for me, I had to really work at making that a part of my routine and a part of my you know, daily life. So I ended up just doing a lot of writing at nighttime and on the weekends, and I set a goal for myself. I'm really good with goals, so um, I set a goal. Once a week, I have to get a, a new chapter done. So new chapter every week, and that's kind of what really was you know, what helped me to kind of drive the project home and get it done. Um, but it, it, takes, it took a lot to kind of get to that point. Um,
0: to get it done (laughs) I understood understood. I know when I wrote my first book I definitely was a lot more disciplined because it was just like okay I have this idea and you know you just you take time like breaks at work or after work or whatever you just do what you got to do um unfortunately now I feel like it's a little bit harder because you know you I, I don't know I feel like that after that first book you know you just like I don't know whether you're I, I wouldn't say drained, but it's like you've put all you've put so much creative energy into that thing, and then it's just like, okay, so okay, am I able to recreate this? Um, right, have you experienced right, right. any of that? I mean, I, I'm I'm guessing maybe you're thinking of some more ideas.
1: Are you working on anything? Well, well, yeah, I am actually working on the next book, and I had to really push myself to say, okay, keep writing. You know, even though I have to have things to do to market the book, and you know, a lot of groundwork to do still. Um, I think it's it's important for me me just to just keep writing writing, keep creating um, Um, so I've started something new um, but I get what what you're saying like it was it was tough I had to push myself you know over that that finish finish line and just to to keep keep going keep writing let's get into the book
0: though Uh, so what is where the boys are about so
1: without giving too much away (laughs) I can tell you it's about a journalist who kind of really randomly um, bumps into someone from his past, someone that he um, was kind of an old flame, someone he really looked up to, admired, had a deep affection for. And he stumbles upon some evidence that suggests the person may be a serial killer. That's kind of the short of it. Um, you know, there's, some, there's another storyline that kind of runs parallel to it. Um, and the fun is just, you know, seeing how the two all kind of connect in the end. Um, so there's a lot of surprises, a lot of twists, a lot of turns, but I think that's that's pretty, much, that's pretty much all I can tell you without giving anything else away too much. I got you. I got you. You Got
0: to kind of keep that mystery there. Um, you know, I've uh, I started the book a little bit um, yesterday, and I gotta say it was pretty it was pretty riveting immediately. So anybody watching now, this is definitely one that you're gonna want to uh, delve into. So. I want to dig a little bit deeper i want to talk about the genre and and how that works with the theme of the book um so what is what's the theme of this story Uh, of course without giving anything away um and why was why was a thriller why was the thriller genre kind of the way to kind of like tackle that
1: well for me the thriller starting with the thriller genre um i'm a big fan of thrillers um you know when it comes to Film when it comes to to literature, I, I love a good thriller. I love anything where I can't guess what's happening. Um, like you never want to watch a movie with me because I probably will guess what's going to happen like a third of the way through and then I'm just bored. Um, so I wanted to write something that was surprising with lots of twists and turns. But I wanted to do something within the genre, within the LGBT thriller genre that I felt you know was different and a new voice. Um, you know right now. If you go to Amazon and type in LGBT thriller, um, a lot of what comes up is very kind of steamy romance-driven, if you know what I mean, through the covers. It kind of looks similar. You know, there's the handsome guy on the cover. Maybe there's two handsome guys on the cover. They kind of look all the same. Maybe they're shirtless on the cover. You know, it's it's very, you know, romance-driven. And I wanted to do something different. I wanted to do something that had teeth. I wanted to do something that was dark. I wanted to do something that was heartbreaking, Um, you know, and also had his funny moments too. But I I wanted to do something that stepped away from that formula, if you will. You know, I knew I wanted to have mostly LGBTQ characters. I wanted LGBTQ um, people of color. I wanted them to have, you know, big, important jobs, you know, within the book as well. And I, I didn't want it to be, like a whodunit, you know, a lot of thrillers that you read um, are, you know, whodunit. You know, you're kind of looking to see who it is and who the killer is, and then you find out who the killer is, and okay, great, that was entertaining. You know, this is different in that it's, it's not a whodunit. It's more of a, why did they do it and how did they do? How did they get away with it? And that is really where I think, you know, a lot of the interest comes in. Um, it's different, um, and you know, I think the fun of it is just kind of connecting those dots, seeing how everything kind of aligns in the end. Okay. All right. Yeah, I'm definitely feeling it.
0: Now, um, I definitely, you know, when I wrote my book, I definitely wanted to have um, LGBTQ characters of color as well, just because there's not, I mean, like you said, it's very um, cookie cutter as opposed, like, as to what's accepted, um, I guess by a larger audience, but it's very hard to find something that is a little bit different, but includes these characters or has those types of characters at the forefront. You know, I mean, you you might find something a little bit more mainstream, but these characters are more side characters and that's no, uh, negative to the author. It just might not necessarily be that author's, uh, lane, you know what I'm saying? So, um congrats to you for actually, you know, taking it up and uh and putting those putting these putting these people in these uh well, precarious situations. It, it definitely is entertaining for us. <laughs> so Yeah. Yeah. You
1: know, and I gave the example of, you know, the the book covers that, you know, have the two guys on them, you know, and there's plenty out there and there's nothing wrong with that. You know, we need those kind of books too. Um but I again, I just wanted to do something that was just different. Gotcha.
0: Now that your novel is complete and published, uh, is there anything you'd do differently?
1: Probably the audiobook. Um, I've gotten some requests for that, and I, if I could do it differently, I would go back and release the audiobook at the same time I released everything else. Um, and that's mainly just because it's just a process. You have to find the right voice, you know. Literally, um, you have to audition voice actors, you know, you have to go through a certain number of recordings and it's just um, something that I'm starting the process of. So it is coming. um, But if I could do it differently, I would just release everything at the same time.
0: You know, it's so funny because even with me, like I, I feel like at least in 2019 and moving forward, a lot of people are moving towards audio as far as, you know, the way that they, if if they're going to read a book, they're going to, you know, they're going to read it. On the drive or you know on a run or something like that they're not necessarily going to take that everybody's go 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 so they're right not necessarily going to sit down and read a book I mean there are a lot of people who still will do that but I know even for me like if I'm reading a book it's going to be through an audiobook so oh
1: see that's funny yeah and I have a friend who um she told me you know she usually does the, the audio books and my book was maybe the first you know hard copy book that she read maybe in two
0: years and she ended up reading it like in
1: two nights I think she finished it but usually she's you know audiobooks
0: yeah so I need to get on that too so yeah you're you're inspiring me now I'm gonna have to get on my grind <laughs> <laughs> uh, with a booming graphic business graphic design business excuse me with and your freshman novel out in the world uh to borrow from what you ask your graphic design clients how do you measure success
1: mm. within just the book release or just like as a whole
0: Let's go with as a whole first, and then we'll talk about like the book release. Maybe we'll do both. <laughs>
1: okay. do All that. right. Um, so, just as a whole, I mean, I, I'm one of those people, I like to stay busy. You know, I'm, I'm a creative, I'm a maker, um, I'm a writer. I'm always going to be, you know, these things and a marketer. Um, so, you know, success, I think, is happiness, just being able to balance those things and just have a good life and be thankful and be productive and being able to put out good work, you know, good creative work into the world. I mean, for me, that's, that's success. And being able to leave something behind, which I think was a big motivation for me with this book. Um, this was kind of a, a big bucket list thing for me, um, just being able to have this out there and to have something left behind.
0: Now, I wanted to ask you, like, what was the uh, what was the inspiration for the book? I oh. remember because I know sometimes you can No, no. Remember the... sure,
1: no, that's go. a good, good question because um I've been writing for a long time. Um, I have a lot of like poetry and short stories and um, you know some work is finished, some work is unfinished, but I keep everything. And so I'd gone back and I was looking through some short stories that I'd written and basically the inspiration for this novel came from two separate short stories that I kind of fused together as a starting point and then developed from there. And what's really kind of funny is that one of the short stories um, its actually now the prologue of the book. And I wrote this maybe 11, 12 years ago. And this particular short story, it almost got published. I submitted it into a, like a collection of queer fiction sort of book um, that came out annually. And it got accepted. And I was so excited because it would have been the first time that um, I would have been published. So I was really excited. And then maybe like a week after getting um, the letter that it was submitted, they told everyone that they weren't going to publish the collection because of funding. I think is what they said. Yeah. So I came this close to getting um, published. And then here it is now 11 years later. And it's a prologue for my debut novel. And it's Pretty much like word for word, funny enough, from like from what it was. So the lesson there is just hang on to everything if you're a writer or a maker, like just don't throw anything away. All
0: right. Lesson so lesson received. I will I will definitely take note of that. Hopefully everybody else watching will take note of that as well. Um so you're gonna continue because I, I think you had mentioned earlier that you were always gonna be a graphic designer, always gonna be an author. Is this something that you're you're definitely like set on kind of doing both. And how do you see yourself kind of juggling those two things? Um,
1: I think it's just something that's within me. You know, like I said, I'm, I'm a creative at heart. I'm a maker. I love marketing. I love graphic design. I love writing. So these are things that give me joy. So I, I just, I always see that being a part of my life um, and just juggling it. I think we, we make time for the things that we love. Um, so yeah, I love what I do. So I'm going to do it as long as I'm able to.
0: Um, so as you continue toward maintaining or achieving that success, uh, what do you think would be the most help along the way? What basically would be your magic wand
1: wish? Honestly, you know, I think just having a sense of a community around my writing, around my books, I mean, that's success, you know, for me. Um, I think about, you know my my literary hero, Elan Harris, you know, and, and how his work has become such an important part of, you know, our culture. Um, and, you know, he really established and was kind of a pioneer of the godfather, if you will, of, you know, that kind of genre um, within our, our community. Um, I have a really great Elan Harris story, too, by the way, when I when I met him one time. I'll have to tell
0: you that sometime. Um, Can, uh, we're here. Come on. <laughs>
1: okay so but um yeah so to answer your question just having that sense of community I think would be just amazing that's that's my wish um, okay gotcha.
0: so
1: here's the, here's the Elon Harris story it's really good okay so this was 1998 I think um, a good friend of mine her mother had tickets to a conference that he was speaking at. It was the sister for sister conference so catch that sister for sister, right okay For some reason, she couldn't go, and they offered the ticket to me. Her daughter did. And so I was like, yeah, of course, I'm going to go. So there I am at this conference. I'm the only guy there at the Sister for Sister conference, right? Right. And he's up, he's speaking, and, you know, I I didn't just sit there quietly. I even had the nerve to get up and, like, ask a question in front of everyone. (laughs) So, yeah. So um, my question to him was, and I'll share this with, you know, people watching. I had asked him, what advice would he give, like, a new... Um, writer, you know, an inspiring writer, and his advice to me was to keep doing you. Um, People may not understand, you know, your perspective, or they may not, you know, get what you're trying to, what you're trying to do with your writing, but just stay true to yourself. That was his, his advice to me. Um, So I I took that and I I carry that with me, um, you know, as as I'm writing, um, even today. So after I had asked the question, he had like a, a time to sign books and everything. And so, there were so many people waiting to like chat with him and get their book signed, like it was really dragging on. And so they reached a point where they said, okay, we're not gonna take any more pictures. He's not gonna stop and pose or anything like that. Just, you know, we're gonna speed this along. So I, and now back then, I think, you know, people had like actual like cameras, cameras, like they weren't, you know, we weren't just using our phones. So I had like an actual camera and I was telling my friend um, you know, just take pictures, just don't stop taking pictures. So I get up to the table, I give him my book, and I'm like pouring my heart out to him, because, you know, he's my literary hero. And, um, you know, we're just chatting, and people are kind of getting a little bit, you know, you know, fussy or whatever. And so he stands up, and Elon Harris goes, okay, stop. I'm going to take a picture with him. And he stood and posed, just looked like a bunch of pictures with me. And he was like, really sweet, really gracious. And Best day of my, best day of my, my young life. <laughs> that sounds amazing.
0: <laughs> it was great. It
1: was great. So that's my Elon Harris
0: story. That's awesome. I love that. I love that. You know, uh, so let me ask what's next for you.
1: Um, I am of course working on the new novel. Um, I have some travel coming up with the hubs. So we're going to um, a couple places in Europe and some of our favorite vacation wow. spots um, towards the end of the year And I actually have a big announcement. Um, I was kind of saving this for today to announce. Um, I'm going to be having my first book signing event. Uh, It's gonna be in Richmond, Virginia on November 7th at Diversity Richmond. Um, So I'm gonna be posting more information and details on that on all my social media and on my website. Um, But I was so excited to kind of share that tonight um, on your show with everyone.
0: I'm so excited that you were able to share that as well. And I'm definitely going to make sure that everybody who follows me hears about it. So that's awesome. That'd be great. <laughs> so let us know uh, where everybody can find you online.
1: Sure. So my website is ChristopherMurphyBooks.com, or you can find me on social media at ChristopherMurphyBooks.
0: Awesome, Christopher. Thank you so much for joining me for the interview. Um, yeah, thank you. This is fun. Yeah, that was that was awesome. All right, so thank you guys for watching. I uh, definitely, you know, enjoyed bringing back this uh, author interview series, and I'm definitely, ha- I definitely have more coming up in the future. And um, you know, definitely pick up uh, Christopher's book. Uh, there it is, where the boys are, and uh, you know. You know, just jump into it, and it's going to grab you immediately and not let go until you finish it. So uh, <laughs> so I'm just letting you know, so get ready. Fair yeah, warning. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, anyway, if you enjoyed this video, please give it a like, um, subscribe, and hit the bell for any more uh, notifications of more videos that are coming up in the future. And uh, again, thanks for watching. See ya. I hope you guys enjoyed the interview as much as I enjoyed actually having the conversation. Uh, If you enjoyed that, please go to my YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash Jared King, or, you know, just search for Jared King or Jared D. King or any combination of that. Uh, I should pop up there somewhere. (laughs) Hopefully. Hopefully the SEO is working on that. But... um, yeah, subscribe to my channel. Get the hit the notification bell to get uh, any updates or anything that I put up to the channel because that is going to be updated regularly now. Um, but of course, if you'd like to get everything orally with an A, <laughs> then uh, you know you can keep it locked here on the podcast. Uh, thanks for listening, guys. Have a good one.